Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast presented by the Denver Post. And this is not your normal edition, it's an emergency pod as of course the Broncos have traded for Seahawks Pro Bowl quarterback Russell Wilson in a franchise-changing day for the Broncos. So this is Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. We will break down all aspects of the trade, which broke here on Tuesday, March 8th, earlier in the day. Here we are later in the day. We've learned about everyone going back and forth. Wilson in one pick in exchange for Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, and Noah Fant and five picks Ryan, immediate thoughts. I know you've you've got to be pumped just like I am that, hey, we're covering a relevant football team again, at least on paper. Yeah, yeah, I'd be, I'll be shocked if that's not the product they put forth on the field. Um, you know, my immediate reaction is George Payton went for it, and he knew he had to go for it. In this division with this firepower on offenses in Kansas City, L.A., and Las Vegas, you cannot hope to create turnovers and pressure and give your – team short fields and run the ball and blah, 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 and slog it along. And blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you got to get a guy who's an elite quarterback who has experience winning, who can lead in a locker room, who can lead a franchise. He can be face of the franchise. And then Wilson checks that box. And, you know, just, you know, just to sort of rewind to, you know, we're taping this Tuesday at four twelve mountain time. You know, the Rogers thing is around, uh, you know, about nine forty five, I think something like that. 9.30 a.m. And, you know, I got emails from readers saying, told you he wasn't going to go anywhere. Well, A, I don't give a rat's you-know-what what you say uh, because as I was talking to Mark Kizzle on the phone, it was fun doing the Rogers stuff for a year. That's why we enjoyed it. That's why we wrote about it. It, it kept things interesting. It's speculation. Um, so I filed, a, you know, what's next? And, you know, I had Russell Wilson in top choice, and all of a sudden the the trade comes together. And just for the just for our listeners, this trade cannot be a, confirmed by the teams until March 16th, the first day of the league year when trades and free agent signings start. So it's going to be a little while before we hear from Russell Wilson. It's going to be a little while before we hear from Nathaniel Hackett and George Payton to talk about this trade. And it's going to be a little while before you can buy a number three jersey on the rack. You know, I talked to two executives and two assistant coaches today. I talked to the executives about the finances and the compensation. Let's start with them. Um, Wilson has a uh, $24 million cap hit this year, $26 million cap hit next year. Perfectly manageable for an elite quarterback. I would expect the Broncos to extend him, lower that number just a little bit, which keeps them still in good shape with having flexibility to, to uh, add some players, which they need to. Uh, the one executive I talked to says, hey, you know, Winning a Super Bowl the next two or three years would justify the trade, but they said, hey, good for Peyton, George Payton making this deal, take a big swing. And it's, uh, you know, two ones is not overbearing. Two twos is not overbearing because you still have a second and two thirds this year. So uh, it's to pay, but but, uh, but a legit, uh, understandable and a legitimate price to pay. And as for the players, Locke, Harris, and Fant, Locke had no future here, despite what some of the media mafia was saying, you know, wanted him to get another shot. Drew had his shot. It was called the 2020 season. He had his second shot. It was called the 2021 end of the season. Did not play well enough. And so he moves on. Maybe he'll get a chance to start in Seattle. Noah Fant's the best player in the trade. He led the team in catches last year, uh, entering his fourth year. Then Shelby Harris signed a big free agent deal last year with the Broncos to stay here. Um, 
you know, he moves on to Seattle. So, you know, to get a player of Wilson's caliber, you got to give up assets. And that's what the Broncos did. And if you're a Broncos fan, are you pretty pleased, Ryan, that those assets were really no key offensive pieces? Yes, Noah Fant involved in the deal, but you didn't give up a Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton or KJ Hamler um, or Javante Williams. Not that they were going to trade him, but you didn't give up a premier piece. And now Russell Wilson's coming in with a pretty loaded cast. And of course, the the upfront needs retooling, right tackle, big question mark. But you got to like the chances for the Broncos offense to not simply just be sniffing the 20 point mark this year, but be returning to that, you know, exciting form. Man, they haven't finished better than 22nd scoring over the last six years. They've been bad and boring on offense. And, you know, Fant is a good player, but I'm guessing Seattle would have. Uh, probably preferred him over one of the receivers since they have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. That was probably the rationale there. Um, creates a hole that they need to address in free agency in the draft for the Broncos. But, but you're right. You know, the top four receivers are intact. Pat Sertan isn't a part of the deal. I felt he was the only untouchable player on the roster. Uh, he was a deal breaker for me on, uh, on a Rogers deal and a Wilson deal. And, uh, and then you, you have to add your defensive line to replace a three, four end with Harris who has some pass rushing skills. So it, uh, you know, Wilson is coming to a place and he had a no trade clause. I'm sure he would be interested to know what, at what point was he made aware of this deal so he could, you know, okay it to send it along. And, uh, I, I think Washington was very much in pursuit of him, but, uh, it didn't sound like he was interested in Washington. So, you know, Denver gets their guy. Um, and we'll hear later sort of the mechanics of the trade and how long talks have been going on. So Wilson coming into a AFC West division that's highlighted by Patrick Mahomes and KC, Derek Carr in Las Vegas and Justin Herbert with the chargers and Wilson bringing that pedigree that the Broncos have been lacking since Manning retired, crushed the Broncos and Manning in the 2013 Super Bowl. You know, Kyle, you made a good point mentioned in the division and those quarterbacks. You know, I asked the executive, hey, rank the four quarterbacks in the AFC West. And they said Mahomes one, Herbert two, Wilson three, and Carr four. Then they said all those guys are in the top 12. And that's the reason why you got to go get a Russell Wilson is you have to score points in this division because even if you have very good players on defense like the Broncos say they do, and, you know, I most likely believe them on that, uh, you have to score points. You cannot win 19-17 in this division, and uh, so that's that was the that was the you know the rationale between getting Wilson, but also making sure now that the receiver core was untouched. So Wilson nine and seven in sixteen career playoff games. Mentioned the Super Bowl blow on the Broncos, and would have had a repeat title the very next year had not had he not thrown an interception at the goal line to Malcolm Butler to seal New England's title, another ring for Tom Brady, but. Nine and seven, 16 career playoff games, as I mentioned, five and one at home in those games. And outside the playoffs in the regular season, just like George Payton has said, the Broncos have got to play better within the division and at home, especially. And you got to figure Russell Wilson will up the home field advantage factor for the Broncos, yeah. not to mention the, the electricity that's going to be at Empower Field this fall, I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, get ready for primetime games, home and away, get ready for the days of the 10,000 no shows being over. They should hope. Uh, but 
one thing that stands out about Wilson besides the wins, he's only missed two of a possible 170 games. That was last year. With right. a broken finger. I think that impacted him down the stretch because he probably wasn't 100% with that right hand. But uh, he, he knows how to make plays when, when the protection breaks down. He, and what he is, is one assistant coach in the league told me today, probably one of the best deep ball throwers in the league. Okay, that, it, that helps your receivers. That helps your run game with the play action. That helps your defense even get a lead. Then you can lean on Sertan and Chubb, and and, and maybe Ronald Darby can get gets, get his hands on the football a little bit more than he did the last two years. So, you know, one one thing you worked on today is acquiring a Super Bowl winning quarterback does not mean instant success. It may not mean success at all. Wilson's probably a little different than some of the guys that you researched. You know, give us a quick rundown on you know who who flamed out rather quickly and, and which guys had success. Ryan Russell is the eighth quarterback to be traded from a team he won the Super Bowl with to a new team, and like you said, the track record for the previous seven guys minus one not so good, and that one guy was probably the best out of all of them. So you look at Johnny Unitas went from the Colts to the Chargers in '73. He was one and three, four starts. Joe Namath, Jets to the Rams in 77, two and two and four starts. Kent Stabler, Raiders to the Oilers in 1980. He's a couple seasons with the Oilers, three seasons in New Orleans, didn't do much. Jim McMahon, Bears to the Chargers, 89, one year in San Diego. Then he kind of became a journeyman. Joe Montana, the great I alluded to, and of course, several Hall of Famers on this list, but Joe Montana, four Super Bowl victories in the 80s. 90 and 91, he played just one game, had the elbow injury in there, and Steve Young took over in Chicago. But then he went to Kansas City and sort of revived that franchise. 17 and 8 there in two years with the Chiefs, and they reached the AFC title game in 93 before Montana retired, called it quits. Brett Favre, Packers to the Jets in 2008. Now, this one's kind of an asterisk to to the not-so-good streak here, Ryan, because he didn't do well with the Jets or that well. He was nine and seven in one season, but then he was all he almost reached the Super Bowl in two thousand nine with the Vikings after going on from the Jets. Uh, they lost to the Saints, of course. Joe Flacco, Ravens to the Broncos. I think all the Broncos fans know how that worked out. Two and six before a season-ending neck injury, and now Wilson coming here to the Broncos for this year. So hopefully the Broncos have more success than that most of that list. Yeah, I mean, Montana was a twilight of his career. And, 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 you know, coincidentally, you know, Paul Hackett was the Chiefs offensive coordinator and play caller under Joe when Nathaniel Hackett was in high school. And now Nate Hackett gets to call the plays for Russell Wilson. So, you know, Flacco totally flamed out here. Uh, Farb, as you mentioned, you know, went 9-7 with the Jets, but then went to the Vikings, had probably his best season. Yeah. In 2009. And, you know, then then lost the Bounty Gate game to New Orleans. (laughs) <laughs> we get the start on that game. Uh, New Orleans Saints, you only won TV remote off that game. Um, <laughs> but but you look at Namath, Unitas, all twilight of the career. You know, even if even if the Broncos would have got Aaron Rodgers, I would have thought uh, you know minimum two years, maximum three years. Russell Wilson, different story. Thirty four years old, thirty four years old, has not had a you know a major injury history as we talked about earlier. You know, this could be a five year thing. You know, quarterbacks are playing a little longer now. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's why the, the, the price was what it was in terms of picks and players is this is not a short-term fix. They're going to, they, they hope Russell Wilson carries this, this franchise 
maybe not to the end of the decade, but pretty darn close. Well, Russell Wilson has said, as Tom Brady had said before when he was younger, that, hey, I want to play into my 40s. Now, we'll see about that. But like you said, this is a longer-term solution uh, to the plan A, which was Aaron Rodgers, who also <laughs> then tweeted later, yeah, I'm coming back to the Packers, but reports on my mega contract are incorrect. So he just had to set the record straight there, Ryan. Yeah, and you know one thing that Russell is he he's, he's been sacked the most of any quarterback in pro football since he came to the league in 2012. Something he's so, publicly I mean, griped about, right? In yeah, the past. and okay, the Broncos need a right tackle. I sort of I'll segue that into okay, what now for George Payton and the Broncos? You know, Wilson's salary takes a good chunk of their cap space, but they still have some so they still have some room. You got to find a right tackle. I think the draft is the best spot for that. Uh, there's a couple in the second round, maybe even the third round. Then the next one is you need to find a pass rusher. You have to find somebody that can play opposite of Bradley Chubb, take some pressure off of Bradley. And because ideally, if you're the Broncos, you're going to be playing with a lead a little bit more. In fact, a lot more. And uh, that, that puts the onus on your pass rush to create pressure in those must pass situations. So uh, a lot of work, a lot of work for the Broncos still to do uh, in free agency, the bunch of inside linebackers hit the market next week. But I think a key thing about Wilson, and we'll see if he has recruiting powers. You remember Peyton Manning did when he was at the Broncos. Guys took sometimes less to come here to play with number 18. I think they obviously got to address tight end. I think Zach Ertz, if the price is right, makes a lot of sense there. They got to make a decision on uh, Melvin Gordon. I would go the young run at running back. And let's face it, I mean, you cannot – for me personally, is you're trying to start a new culture with a new quarterback and a new head coach. Von Miller doesn't make a lot of sense in my view. Uh, for uh, two years or twenty million or two years at nineteen million, um, you know he's probably going to campaign for it now even more. But uh, I, I, I just think there's other directions they should go. Again, we'll be tracking all the new excitement and buzz at DenverPost.com/slash/Broncos. Lots of content up there, including biggest trades in Denver sports history. The quarterback chart that we alluded to, quarterbacks who have been traded after winning the Super Bowl with their team, and much, much more analysis. Ryan, any final thoughts here as we finally have a jolt of energy and reason to be excited about reporting on this team? They have a bona fide quarterback in a very tough division, albeit, but still, you go from middling team to contenders just like that. Yeah. Well, get ready for Russell Wilson, to set, Russell Wilson to end every press conference by saying "Go Broncos" because he used to say "Go Hawks." I'm sure that. So, I mean, I, hey, let's face it: some of the mafia is going to freaking love that. So, but to put a bow on this day, to play the big leagues, you got to you got to spend big. You got you got to take giant swings, and you can't. You, they, as I said earlier in the podcast, if you're George Payton, you couldn't just sit idly by. You got to try something different. Instead of playing defense and running the ball, whatever, he had to go big game hunting at quarterback. He, he set it up with his draft picks and his cap space to make that kind of impact. And you got to give got to give the, the franchise credit for uh, going this route. Yeah, it's been the first Norwich podcast brought to you by the Denver Post, breaking down all things Russell Wilson coming to the Denver Broncos. DenverBroncos.com slash more analysis. Appreciate you listening in. This has been Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. Come back next week for more analysis, and until next time, folks, take it easy.